Golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and always will be dedicated to the golf learning curve. I want to give a shout out to all of you, really. This podcast has grown so much these last couple months. It's become a real thing. When you launch in a podcast, if you don't have a platform, it, it feels kind of strange. Honestly, you're talking to yourself, you talk with guests, you talk to yourself, you're, you're, you're putting out this information in hopes that sometimes somebody somewhere will grab onto it and find it useful. And there's a lot of you out there now that listen, support the pod, and just, it's cool to see this little seed sprout into a thing. Anyway, just want to say thank you, appreciate you guys. Let's hop in and learn about golf. That's why you're here, right? You want to learn more about golf. You want to be a better golfer. You want to give yourself more tools, resources, and just things, tools in your tool belt to help you progress towards whatever's important to you. Today's topic, I want to talk about different tools in your golf bag and how they're used differently. The age-old question is, should my swing feel the same throughout the bag? And that is such a subjectional question that you cannot answer that black and white. In a perfect world, yeah, your swing should feel similar throughout the bag, but there are different dynamics going on throughout the bag. Probably my favorite resource that first gave me a visual demonstration of how different these tools are was when TrackMan started collecting data and they published their PGA and LPGA Tour averages on their website. You get to see how professional golfers, golfers at the highest level of this game, how they use their tools and how those tools are used differently. Now let's explore kind of the high end and the low end of the golf bag. Different strokes for different folks or different strokes for different tools. Whatever you wanna call it, your clubs are used differently. Let's start there, the longest club, the big dog, you wanna go out and hit bombs, you want them to go down the fairway, intentions are good, but if you're not launching your driver in a space that I consider to be functional, you're, you're just bleeding energy into the delivery of the golf ball and it's not gonna go as far as your potential could hope. And that's really what a good swing in combination with a good, good club fitting will do, is it's gonna maximize your speed, your style, and your energy to make the most out of it. The driver though, as a whole, we want the club to be working up to the golf ball. And during that process, we're even adding a touch of loft to the club, generally speaking. I'm gonna give you some subtle nuances as we go on. As a rule of thumb, that club should be working up to the golf ball. Now, understand this as a tool. Your driver has the least amount of loft on it. When you have the least amount of loft, what's gonna get your ball airborne? Well, it's a combination of your speed, your launch angle, and your spin. And if you take off launch and spin, you're not gonna get that ball up into the air. So you do not hit your driver with forward shaft lean unless you're Dustin Johnson. Most of us need to hit the driver with a, either a straight line from our, our lead arm to the club or even slightly a shaft that's leaning backwards at the hit. Your shaft is going to impact that as well, meaning that your shaft is going to kick and generally at the bottom of your swing, it's kicking forward to help you get more loft on, on the club. But I just want you to understand that as a tool, the way this tool was designed, the longest club, the least amount of loft, we have to hit on an upward stroke with some speed and some spin to make that ball go up in the air. Now, some of you might be, oh, that's, that's not news to me. Well, that's cool. Now let's explore the bottom end of your set. So when you're hitting a wedge now, for example, a 56 degree sand wedge, and we're talking a full swing, just standard delivery, what tends to be effective for the best? Now we're gonna hit that wedge with a whole bunch 
of shaft lean. We're gonna de-loft that club and we're gonna create a forward divot in front of the golf ball. So you can imagine your circular swing arc with the driver, we want that swing arc working on an upward angle to the golf ball. Just the opposite with a wedge. We want it working the most downward to the golf ball. And the way to really simplify this is think of it in terms of loft. Because your wedge has the most loft on it, you can afford to take the most loft off of it, which is forward shaft. So with a wedge, we wanna be hitting down on that golf ball sharply. We wanna create a forward divot in front of the golf ball. And that is your basic differentiator between a wedge and a driver. And in between those two clubs, it's just step, step, step towards the other tool. For example, if we're to hop in with a seven iron, we're still gonna hit down on the golf ball, but we're gonna hit less down than we were with a wedge, okay? And then as we get up to maybe like the hybrid three wood type area, now maybe we're hitting down on the ball just a touch, maybe a degree, something like that, or we're even hitting level depending on your swing speed. And that was the nuance that I really wanted to bring into this conversation and, and how speed affects launch angle. And, and again, you can reference the PGA and LPGA TrackMan Tour averages to get a reference for how speed dictates how the tool is used. The slower the speed, the more we need launch to get lift. For example, if you swing the club slower on average, you want more angle of attack up into the golf ball, you want more of an up hit, and that will help you create a more idealistic launch for your swing speed. If you're a slow swinger of the club, you cannot afford to hit down on the golf ball as much. Now, if you're a fast swinger of the club, you can hit down on the golf ball more. I'm not using specific numbers here because they really need to be kind of tailored to you. The nuggets you need to pull out of this conversation is that we have different tools that are used differently based on the amount of speed that you can generate for the person. For example, we take someone who's very young or very old, doesn't create a lot of speed, and we want to teach them to hit their driver. We don't, encouraging shaft lean is probably the worst thing you could do because that person with not much speed needs a lot of loft, a lot of launch to get that ball to help maximize their potential, whatever that potential is. And remember, that's what it's all about is we're just trying to maximize the potential for you. We want you to make the most of what's capable for you. And that's all this conversation boils down to. So let's circle back and kind of highlight those differences. I felt like I, I was walking in circles a little. The driver, least lofted club in your bag, requires the most upward swing of your golf bag. We want that club working up into the air. We want to hit it on the forward part of our arc. And that's another reason when you think about it, why the ball position should be forward with your driver. Or because we want a more upward hit, we place the ball more forward with your driver. But not too far forward, because there's, there's complications to that too. A good rule of thumb is your driver ball position should be just inside your left heel to maybe a ball, ball and a half inside your left heel. It shouldn't start creeping out in front of that left heel. Because here's the other nuance to this, and this is a nuance, but I don't wanna lose you in the weeds here. If you're swinging more up on the golf ball, like you should be with a driver, it has a negative net effect on your swing path. For example, if I'm swinging five degrees up on the golf ball, that is five degrees we're gonna take away from our swing path. If our swing path was supposed to be five degrees inside out, or that club was traveling five degrees inside out, but it's also traveling five degrees up, we have a net swing path of zero degrees. A more upward swing arc is taken away from your swing path. And what you need to take from that is that's why the driver should be working the most inside out in your golf bag because of the upward angle of attack. We wanna swing the driver the most inside out 
to create an effective swing path that's, you know, a couple degrees inside out, whatever that is, whatever you want that to be. I like it anywhere from a couple degrees inside out, one, two, three, upward to six or seven. You start to get above those numbers, you start to experience a little bit of a two-way miss. You start to drop below those numbers, and it's very individualistic. There are also good golf that could be played with a slightly outside-in swing path, but it's really all about how you get there. But understand this, on the other end of your bag, with the wedges, we're now hitting down on the golf ball. Hitting down on the golf ball has a positive effect on your swing path. Let's say we're swinging five degrees down and our, our swing path club is traveling about at the target through the ball. So our swing path before we add in the angle of attack adjustment is call it zero degrees. Once we swing down on that golf ball five degrees, we're adding five degrees of swing path inside out to that shot. So that's why with your wedges, we want a swing that's the most circular or the least inside out. Because if you're swinging, say the club is swinging five degrees inside out on top of a five degree inside out swing path, now all of a sudden we're up to 10 degrees inside out. And I want you to think back, has it ever been easier for you to draw a wedge or to make a wedge curve left for a right-handed player than it has been to make a driver curve left? And I think if you really reflect on that for most of us, most of us are going to have a harder time making the driver curve left than we are a wedge. And that's because with a wedge, we're naturally hitting more down on the golf ball. Well, I just wanted to kind of put some good information out there. Some of you may have been familiar with this. I'm positive a lot of you weren't. And it's, it's just very important. It's, I think it's an important kind of foundational understanding to help you understand the tools you're using, how you want to use them, and help you construct your downswing better. Help you construct your swing better so you can create better contact and a more effective launch of the golf ball. And that's really what it boils down to, is just creating the most effective launch for you, getting the most out of the tools that you're using. Should your swing feel the same driver as a wedge? Maybe. Are those tools actually be, being used the same way? No, they're not. So I just want you to understand that there's a difference in the tools you're using, how you're going to use them, and how you're gonna create an effective launch with those different tools. And just remember, as you go from a wedge to your driver, it's like walking up the steps. Every step, we're changing a little bit, just getting closer to the other end of the bag. Eventually going from a very negative angle of attack with the wedge up to a positive angle of attack with the driver. There are nuances to this conversation, and that depends very much on your swing speed, your style, what you hope to accomplish in your individual goals. But as always, I just wanna give you a couple more tools for you to put in your tool belt. Hopefully that arms you with some knowledge that is more relevant to your learning curve. And I appreciate you all. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.